everyone and welcome to Globalize Asia. Support for this podcast comes from Royal Beans Chocolates. Royal Beans is based out of Bangalore, India and specializes in Belgian chocolates infused with exciting flavors like masala chai, cappuccino, berry blast, walnut marble and many more. You can gift these special crafted chocolates to your loved ones in India by visiting their website www.royalbeans.in. Use the promotional code GLA10 to get 10% discount off your order. Thank you. Hi everyone and welcome to Globalization. Our guest of the day is a pragmatic, empowered and a modern woman of today. Manjeet Hirani is a serving senior commander pilot with Air India. She is married to one of the most successful directors in the Indian film industry, Mr. Rajkumar Hirani. Her latest stint with writing a non-fiction book called How to Be Human has won her accolades around the world. We caught up with Manjeet in London after her book launch in the House of Lords to get some insights into her life and the newly found passion of being a philosophical writer. Hi Manjeet, uh, welcome to Globalization. It's been almost month and a half that uh, your book was launched in India by Amir Khan and your husband Raju Hirani, and now you're here in London and your book was launched in House of Lords. And today you've been, as you mentioned, you've been uh, to BBC as well. So full-on plate for you to market this this uh, uh, you know first your inaugural book called How to Be Human. What's the feedback so far for you? uh from various you know from from your publisher from your from from your fans from from the readers etc hi everyone and uh, i'm amazed like i the speech i gave at house of lords i want to repeat it i said this uh, little book less than 100 pages a very small book is taking me to big places which is so true you know it's become a magical book for me and i never expected that it's only one and a half months or maybe less it's it was launched on 5th of march and uh, the feedback is that the book is doing extremely well at delhi t3 uh, airport in month of march my book was sold the maximum i have oh. the records of that and it is also if you check on amazon it's the editor's choice now it's become the editor's pick and i had no clue what is editor's pick and you know these things like that you know and then um, two amazing things have happened one is this editor's pick and uh, then coming to london learning coming to london two things have happened one is the book getting launched at house of lords and the second thing is the good book got picked up by london book fair wow. which i thought was amazing and my book was showcased over there and uh, i'm get, of course getting a very good feedback from people not necessarily on amazon some people have put their uh, uh, what do you call the uh, reviews, reviews yeah. but i get lot of reviews on my whatsapp and on facebook and things like that or personally people call up so overall somehow it's a very simplistic book it's not that uh, it's in, written in very simple words but it's touched hearts lovely i think uh, by the looks of it buddy seems to be a superstar of that book I'm really interested to know what made you choose that topic and how did you explore it. Okay, I'll give this background though I've given it many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's important. Yeah. 
uh my husband uh, he made pk the film yeah and uh, there was a little dog in the film yeah anushka sharma she was holding the dog and yeah. it was it's supposed to be a depressed dog and the other thing is uh, i was always very scared of dogs right from childhood i've never had a pet it's the first time but my son always wanted a pet hmm. but because of my fear the dog was not allowed in the house and he kept saying since childhood though i used to feel bad for him also but you know i knew it was a big responsibility and uh, you know with my flying job and raju's busy schedule and i know children do say they'll do things but they can't do things you hmm. know so but and by the time my son was 14 years old hmm. and actually by then he had given it up also the idea that he wants to dog yeah. resign to the fate but after the film got over the shoot got over and the dog was supposed to go back to the breeder but i think somehow everybody fell in love with the dog and so did my husband and instead of sending it sending it back he put it in a basket he decorated the basket and uh, one fine evening at the doorbell the somebody from his unit comes with the dog a little pup so the joy that veer went through that's my son and yeah. it was like you know he was totally like what do you call it, baffled or whatever so now that the dog had come and he was just 6 weeks old so for me i welcomed him and after a few days but i don't blame my son uh, okay fine he has got school and board exams and he couldn't do much except for playing yeah. with him and you know one thing he did was sleeping uh, the dog would sleep with him in the room right so then i had to take the resp- somebody had to take the charge because it's a responsibility <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know of uh, so child food in the house and vet right? and yeah. you know the walks and uh, immunizations so i took the charge there's a term for it isn't it, it says dog mom or something yeah. you become a dog mom <laughs> i never use these words but yes <laughs> i was yeah. the caretaker you know yeah i had to take charge of the dog and pup sorry and then uh, the, uh, the dog was niku in the film right and when he came home we named him buddy Nice. So obviously, you you said you also um, wearing a dual hats at the moment. So you are a senior commander with Air India, and now an author. Now I was I was watching one of the the clip from from the launch, and um, Mr. Irani said that he never knew that you wrote a book, and when he asked you where exactly <laughs> did you write the book, you said. I I made the use of autopilot and I actually wrote in, in in the cockpit. Is that true or was that just a joke? No, that it was just a joke. Uh yeah, actually though Raju didn't know about the book because what happened was I used to write blogs. And uh I've written a couple of blogs on different subjects on manjeetherani.com. And when buddy came in, I wrote three posts and put it on the blog. and for my own convenience i wrote total 7 more like total 10 of them that i'll post one every week so mm-hmm. i thought i'll make life easy for myself you know mm-hmm. and i always use a ipad and it's very simple you know yeah. with i'm traveling wherever and on flights maybe cruise if i get time because if it's a long flight or otherwise we have lot of layovers right like yeah. we have nice stops at delhi or riyadh or dubai you know we have long stretch of nice stops so i've written stuff over there so I had that means total ten chapters you can call them now. Mm-hmm. And one day, I fly the domestic routes, right. Indian Airlines. You know mm-hmm. the domestic of Air India. So I was hovering at uh, Delhi Airport, T three, and I had two three hours over there. So I went to there's a shop called W H Smith mm-hmm. at T three. So over there, I met one salesman, and I'm saying, you know, I've written a book on my dog. I had no book. I just <laughs> said it, you know. 
<laughs> so <laughs> he's also oh very good man congratulations <laughs> so, <laughs> i said but you know do you know any publishers so he said yes but he was very sweet you know that right. guy rajmal sharma very over in you guy and he gave me three numbers one of them was penguin and next day i called up all, all three of them but penguin was one of them who received my call and there was a lady who picked up the phone was radhika marwa she mm-hmm. became my editor wow and i told her you know i have a book she said really she said you know i need uh, 50000 words i said i don't know words you know i don't understand yeah. words because even when i was writing the blogs i didn't know how many words right. post was there yeah. yeah so she's saying uh, i said see all that i don't understand but what i can do is i can send you the link of my blog right so i just whatsapped her yeah and next day i get a call from her wow that we like your concept so how many chapters do you have i told her i've got 10 she said can you give me 20 yeah i said okay and i had to write another rest of the rest day right so i wrote um i wrote 19 of them total and i got stuck for one chapter so as they say the writers block yeah so i just couldn't crack it you know like you know because see the 10 which i had written i had already thought of it and all the chapters in the book are in chronological order i have not changed any order mm-hmm. but i couldn't get one chapter because they wanted 20 So there's a girl in Raju's office. Her name is Nikita, and she's always been with dogs right from childhood. Mm-hmm. So I called her up and I said, you know, let's meet up. And I gave her the whole concept of my book and all that. I said, I need, I need one more chapter. How do we do it? So she's saying, you know, have you watched Hachiko, the film? I said, no. I said, okay, then I'll watch the film. In fact, I was going for a holiday. I remember. So I took the DVD. I got a DVD and I went on a holiday. I watched the film. It is about a dog which is from Japan. It's a true story. So this dog uh, was with a master, and master used to treat him like a son. And uh, uh, he used to travel by train. So the dog would go and see him off at the tra- train station, and the master would come in the evening. So dog would go and receive him at the station. Mm-hmm. So it's so happy. They did it for probably for two three years. and one fine day the master died in the office itself he never came back but this dog for 10 years he went to the railway station in the evening and he used to wait for the master so uh, in fact in tokyo they have a in uh, japan they have a statue of this dog hachiko right. okay. if you watch the film you'll see it's so such richard garrison of him it's a very emotional film so i said you know even the animals have attachment it's not only we human beings yeah. even they have attachment yeah. we think it's only a human mm. aspect mm. so then i got this idea of attachment which is my 19th chapter and then my last chapter is on death okay brilliant oh, <laughs> obviously you the, the crux of the book is that how human or not human but how a dog after you adopted him um, has changed or your perspective about yes. how to deal with um, you know animals and how to be a better person mm. um but you also mum mm. so obviously you know it's I, i'm a father as well so i don't have a pet but let me you know try to compare it mm. when when i had a son mm. obviously i want to be the best father mm. possible mm. but how for you you've done both you know you've mm. been a mother but also you've taken care of the uh, of of um, of a pup as well how different your approaches were f- to them i mean i know it's one is animal whether it is a human mm-hmm. baby but at the same time you know you yeah how how different your approach was or how how you see that 
dog is inspiring you to write a book but not a son <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one you're right my son no never inspired me to write a book <laughs> okay i'll tell the main differences in bringing up the two of them first of all uh, with a child uh, i think first 5 years no i don't know. how old is your Six. son 6 okay at least what i look back in my life like um, my first 5 years with my son were the most difficult because they need lot of attention that time you know they need uh, too much of your time and yeah. and after 5 years they start going to full time school yeah and now gradually they go to now he's 19 years old so they go to college and now i'm in london and i've not seen his face like you know <laughs> he goes to the he's come with me but he goes in the morning and comes back late in the night yeah and he won't even message me yeah. so is that you checking with him how are you and so that's a difference With with the dog, he's with you and he'll remain a child forever. So that is one major difference. He always needs your attention. You so, and another thing is, uh, in fact, this my son jokes around with me. Uh, whenever, uh, when my son was small, of course, for every small thing we would call up his doctor, pediatric. And now we know with experience, you know, ki bukhar hai, chalo crossen le lo, ya ye kar lo, ya you know, we do ghar ka ilaj also, you know. but with buddy we don't take a chance so many times like you know he'll be injured or he'll be vomiting or this thing but we'll never say ki isko ye dekh ke kaam khatam karo mm. we have to take him to the vet whether it's a small thing or big thing even if his buddy's become quiet for few days we worry you know why is mm. he quiet i all okay we take him to the doctor so that's the difference how beautifully you've described it's <laughs> it's i know for a fact because i i had a pet when i was growing up mm-hmm. so i can completely resonate with that just to rewind few years back i mean i i'm really interested to know your your journey into again into into writing into being an air um air pilot what was your growing years looked like um few years ago um if you could just tell us about that uh my father was in the army yeah so we were three of us i have two brothers older mm-hmm. than me and i'm the youngest in the family so we used to travel to various places in india like uh, small places you must have not even heard of it Place like Banbasa, it's near Pilibhit. You know, it's a small little town in UP. Okay. Or uh, I've been to places. I've lived in Kashmir also. So in my my father, what he did was my two brothers were put in the boarding because so that uh, this thing was consistent. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. In my case, there was a one child has to be, and since I was the youngest, so I was all the time with my parents. So I have, I didn't have a. proper i would say education that time because in third standard i'm in uh, mathura then i have skipped six months and i've gone to jabalpur i've studied okay. in a hindi medium school then i've gone to banbas i've studied only six months over there then i was shifted to bareilly only six months over there so i had had a very haphazard uh, haphazard education mm-hmm. and in india you study from different states so your uh, this thing is different you know yeah, yeah. Uh, curriculum. curriculum is different yeah. so to be honest i don't think i could even write a decent essay the only thing i feel because of changing various schools and things like that the only thing i was good probably was only at, in maths that was the only thing i could understand but you know with other subject there was no consistency mm-hmm. so especially many things i learned believe me when i was teaching veer in school so oh my god okay this is what was done you know trust me yeah but i think the one good thing that could have happened with all the moving around that you are more probably flexible yes. more adaptable absolutely so what i have is 
experiences of life yeah which that time i used to not enjoy that hmm. but now like in banbasa that school i was in tanakpur yeah that was arya samaj school and we had to sit on the floor hmm and you know um, recite some sanskrit mantras and all that wow so that time i used to not like it but yeah. now when i look back also our class used to be like under a tree you know wow. that was a it was so yeah what you're saying is right i have the practical experiences you know and these experiences form a personality yes absolutely so in fact you know you're right about it <gasps> this you discover after many years absolutely because you know what my father actually fell sick uh, he had he he died of cancer in 1978 he died at a very young age i was only 13 that time so in 9th standard we were posted in kashmir but in 9th standard we had to come to pune dehu road there's a place called dehu road near pune and my father was in the hospital uh, and my mother was with him because he had cancer as i said my brothers were sorted out mm-hmm. they was in kendra vidyalayas and they, yeah. they didn't have yeah. any problem with admissions because mine was always a very haphazard education so in 9th standard i was there and my mother was in the hospital my father was in the hospital so i went to a school from dehu road to chinchwad in some pmt bus and i went to one school st ursula's convent school mm-hmm. where they used to never take any children from the army background because their logic was these children they come in between and they go and mm-hmm. their uh, uh, this thing of the school gets spoiled you know they want always wanted uh, good uh, grades and good name for the school but i went all alone and i still remember it was mother nicholas yeah. and uh, she saw me a student coming for admission as she asked me where are your parents i said they're in the hospital and she gave me admission she said okay oh, next day you come tomorrow you That's come here and get your mm. get your get your fees or something so my father he took a break from the hospital he came home and then we went to the school so now when i look back you know i have done many things like this thing about the book i just go to a bookshop and tell them you know i've written a book mm. or i've done many such things you know so now i've realized your personality is not formed at the age of 50 i only had this background you know that's the journey that that's you make that's a journey yeah this i want to show it now yeah because incidentally i i'm doing going to do one uh, leadership insights workshop in london i'm coming again for that okay and uh, this is how i realized when i filled up a form this first thing is to you have to fill up a form which took me 3 4 days to fill mm. so they check your patterns which are formed from childhood Wow. So this I discovered it now. Mm. Because when I told them because I joined uh actually I joined India Airlines as an air hostess. Oh nice. And I worked for 2 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I decided to switch from an air hostess to pilot. Right. So that's what they told me, you know, you are always the type who will move on, who will do something. So I discovered it very recently. It's one aspect of my personality. <laughs> yeah that's the pattern that i'm seeing is risk taking mm. ability mm-hmm. which not not many people can do that yeah i mean um, sorry i'm getting back going back to your past a bit uh, i was reading um, um, when you got married with mr rajiv irani it was a arranged marriage if that's i right. understand yeah. but there's not much written about what was your first meeting like and <laughs> i would like to get some insight into that because you know arranged marriages is it's a it's a not a comfortable um, situation for many right. you know you, you have families and you you know you're supposed to make a decision at a very what for half an hour one hour of meeting but 
just give us a few insight into it how was your first meeting with mr rajiv rani okay uh we got married in 1994 in december 30th december uh i had already become a pilot by then i was released in 93 and i come from a gursik family i'm a sardani so a very typical question my brother asked me that do you have a boyfriend i said no i don't have he said then now should we start looking out for boys for you i said okay why not do it so it was through his contacts and uh, so but of course the meeting was purely for getting married right. and raju is a sindhi he's not a punjabi yeah. he comes from a sindhi family and in his case uh, he's from nagpur and there are three of them raju is the oldest one his brother number 2 got engaged and he was to get married on 30th december the day we got married the younger brother ha the younger brother so i think they also had a panic button that you know the younger one is getting married <laughs> and, the <laughs> right. and the older one they all thought he's from the film industry so he's going to have his own girlfriend you know so he was he was working in films at that time he was actually editing that time and right okay. when i got married to him he had started advertising films okay but okay. Uh, so they presumed his parents that right. you know he'll find somebody from the film industry or whatever you know yeah so that didn't happen with him and mm. all the relatives are you know the younger one is getting married and so even they were in search of girls probably yeah. he saw many girls i was the last one <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sure he's not going to say that <laughs> <laughs> so they all he his father and his sister came to the house and meanwhile uh, when we were seeing guys I had not met one guy but my brother went and met him and I told my brother I'd just go and explain him my job profile because that time you know I did when I did I became a pilot there were very rare it was a very rare yeah. thing very few lady yeah. pilots were around yeah so half the guys were scared of me to get married you know frankly speaking <laughs> yeah so my brother went and explained him my job profile you know that she has she's got odd timings she goes out for flights and night shops So when I was supposed to meet him he said no I'll marry a girl who works 9 to 5 you know So I had this thing very strong in my head that I have to marry a, I have to explain it to him you know my job profile yeah. mm-hmm. So when I met Raju and my pop you know the uh, what do you call it, the normal thing that the parents do go away and yeah, they're left yeah, alone to yeah, talk and all that yeah. So his first question to me was uh, do you want to ask me something I said no I have to tell you things. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Women empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I said, this is my job profile. This is what I do. I don't have too many female friends. My All my friends are boys mm. because we've only two, three girls in the batch. Yeah. And my night stops, there's that. Mm. He's saying, yeah. So it's fine. I said, is it okay with you? He said, yeah, that's fine. In five minutes, I told him, yes, it's, you know, it's wonderful. I'll marry you. because as long as to me i was very clear as long as nobody interfere interferes with my job mm-hmm. i'm fine yeah in fact i told his father that you know i will leave your son but not my job that's yeah. so romantic <laughs> <laughs> yeah my husband is still waiting and but <laughs> we're married for 23 years and really okay, i have amazing. both <laughs> That, that shows strong character. I mean, you know, all these years later, we are still talking about women empowerment. How women need to make these decisions on yeah. a, on an everyday basis. And I'm, that's hats off to you that you did that years ago. Brilliant. Well <laughs> Thank done. Thank you. <laughs> Let's fast forward your life again uh, to just before you uh, you started writing uh, writing the book. You know, as you mentioned that you have a, a website and you write blogs on there. How different was it? The whole process of writing this 
as a book uh, because obviously you mentioned that you had few chapters and, and the editor said give me those many chapters but was there an editing aspect of it which came back to you to change your writing style at all or actually not at all right not at all uh yes when i wrote something uh, when we started editing few stories they didn't like i don't know why like you know anecdotes or few things or there were few editions i can say because probably i've not as i said i could never count the words right so <laughs> yeah. then you know few chapters i realized were too small so we had to add right. like i remember one chapter was rebellious you know so i had written i don't know how many words but yeah. it was just maybe four five paragraphs you know so i had to add more stuff to it but they never changed my style of writing and though i don't think i have a great vocab or something in fact i told radhika she said no but we want simplistic we want it as it is mm. we don't want to make any changes in that so the style of writing is very simple they didn't make any change in my writing only they corrected my sentence formations and grammatical mm. yeah yeah uh, this thing you know That's and it. now you have written this book and you've received great feedback would you like to write again or is something in the pipeline already actually i've already written oh, wow. <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> i've written i've written 21 chapters and submitted also mm-hmm. uh, the second book i've written on my aviation journey right okay so because i've been flying for so many years basically it's not aviation journey but the book is to me if you read my blogs i always have this curiosity of life you know that is this the life from birth to death or mm. there's a life pre birth and post death i said all that i don't know what i understand is birth to death that's mm. the only thing is in my awareness mm. so i've compared that journey of life to the journey of flight when you leave the house you go for a flight to you have a briefing and you get a flight plan and then you uh, go on a flight from right from take off to climb to cruise to landing i've is mm. the journey of a flight i've compared it to journey of life nice and i've titled it i met friends with venus the reason is there's a chapter in the book i've made friends with venus because as i said i fly with the domestic routes and sometimes we have a flight very early morning at 5 am or sometimes we have a flight that we fly the whole night so i always wonder why passengers travel so early and why they travel so late you know mm. yeah. because we have to get up yeah <laughs> <laughs> passengers okay. have to sleep but i have to fly and be yeah. awake so you know always you have gone very half heartedly and are your flight change kar do or something you know mm. so now when it's an early morning flight i go with full excitement that today i'm going to see the sunrise let right. me see the colors change the in the horizon you know you can actually see different shades you know how they change or when i go in the night i see the stars and now thanks to the modern apps and all that i can even recognize the stars you know you know what the stars are so i said i made friends with venus so now i right in the night i look for venus it's an evening star when i fly the whole night in the the same venus becomes the morning star then i traced that venus during the daytime also because i made friends with venus so this is the crux of one of the chapters you know so this is what my book is about the second one that's lovely i mm-hmm. think you what what i understand that you draw 
inspiration from life around you. Yes. So of course, Buddy was the was this was, was, was one, and of course mm. your your flying journey. Mm. That's amazing. What do you what do you would you like to do when you're not flying or when you're not looking after Buddy and me? <laughs> what do, what do you do? I read a lot. You do? Yeah. Okay. I read a lot and try to remain fit. <laughs> you are fit. <laughs> so that's so. Uh, two passions I have fitness and reading a lot and I do have my friends and orders as I said father and son are so busy so I have a couple of my girlfriends and you know we just go out for three days we take holidays and nice. venturing out I'm actually enjoying the 50s <laughs> the most so, so obviously your first book has been hit um, second book is in pipeline you've got a director husband in the house yeah. are you going to nudge him for a movie on a dog or, or aviation <laughs> a script in a pipeline yes <laughs> or even become a script writer I don't know I mean I think I would like to write at least one script not now because right now I'm enjoying my book and I have the ideas of like I've already written my second book and <laughs> I already have an idea of a third book. So mm. I would like to enjoy this phase yeah. of writing. Till the time you get ideas, why not? See, I'm uh, because I'm a person, uh, I can only write with experiences. I can't write with imagination. Yeah. Like it's totally non-fiction books, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything what I've written in the book is 100% true stories. Mm -hmm. Truth in yeah. it. Even my second book, which I've written about aviation is 100% mm -hmm. truth. The third idea also which I have is mm. also going to be like that. So I do want to write one script, but for, for but for writing a script, as I'm not a trained script writer, I will then take a sabbatical from my work once again. And I will first of all like to go to a school to learn script writing. Mm. So I have that and I'm already working on it with school. And it might take two, three years, but it's my desire to go back to the classroom and uh, learn script writing hopefully you're going to disclose your plans to mr hirani this time <laughs> not out of the blue you're going to say hey, is the script ready for you so i want to write a script on aviation world oh, wow. because you know it's a nice beautiful uh, story which because i i can give the right insights you know what happens yeah. so i do have an idea of that but i'm not trained script writer right i'm not trained at all so that's a future plan. So watch for the space. <laughs> well, it's been amazing catching up. I know it's half an hour and it's flown by. Thank you very much for your time and we wish you all the best with your second book and third book. <laughs> and uh, yeah, have a safe flight back home. Thank you so much for having Lovely. me. Thank yeah. you. Enjoy your time in London. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. You can catch all upcoming episodes on the website globalize-asian.co.uk or via your iOS or Android devices. Also, if you wish to join us as a speaker and share your story, please do drop us a message via the contact form on the website.